With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Safe drivers save up to 20% with insurance. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance. Team of the Year is here. Is it for the many or the few? Is it worth playing Team of the Year, Marcelo, at CAM? What are the underrated investments? How to craft icons, but why you shouldn't commit to big icon SBCs? And how to score direct free kicks, as well as a very special hidden track at the end. I'm your host, Ben, and you'll hear all that and more on this week's Foot Weekly podcast on Foothead and all your usual podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to week 17 of the Foot Weekly podcast. And with us this week is the king of Team of the Year. Uh, it's Dan, Foot Trader X. Thanks for having me on, Ben. Uh, I think king's a bit of a stretch, but I'll, I'll take Prince. Well, might not have been the best, but packing any Team of the Year the way you did, I mean... Yeah, plus it was team of the year David De Gea and he fit perfectly into my team as well because I was rocking a BPL yeah. team. So there wasn't many players that could have got in and it mm. was in the 81 player upgrade SBC and I got him and Jan Sommer uh, did a knee slide across my lounge and got carpet burns on my knees. So it was, but it was well <laughs> worth it. Yeah, and also you are a United fan, aren't you? Yeah, massive United so, fan. So it's perfect. So that, that's also great. And uh, Dan, for those who don't recognise you, because I think it's one or two podcasts uh, that you've been on. It's really good to have you back again. It was last year that you appeared, was it? Was it the year before that? No, it, yeah, it was. I think it's my first one in FIFA 17, maybe. And then I came, the lost podcast was FIFA 18. I think it was round team of the year. Yeah, for those who don't know, Dan, pretty big, you know, nearing the 20,000 followers. He's no foot economist, but he's uh, he's, he's rising up through the ranks. <laughs> uh, but, but Dan, what's your, what's your most recent successful trade? Uh, I've recently got quite into the one-to-watch trading. And it's like a form of gambling, really, for me. And uh, Felipe Anderson, when he got uh, two goals for West Ham the other week, he only scores in braces. And mm. uh, made about 100k on each card. I think I had five at the time, so it was a nice little flip. But I was also at work whilst watching the game, so I kind of <laughs> celebrated. And everyone thought I'd had a bet on, and then I didn't really want to tell everyone that I was celebrating because I had his one to watch on FIFA. <laughs> well, then he went for a quick loo break. <laughs> yeah, quickly selling the <laughs> 
Great, fantastic. And also, you probably heard his chuckles in the background, the familiar sound of Chris Sutton. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very good, thanks. Um, does that make you Robbie Savage? Hopefully not. Although, yeah, actually, Man United's connections, but... Tenuous Man United connections. Yeah, yeah it's very tenuous. But no, Steve, the foot coach, how are you doing today? I'm okay, could be better. Um, still trying to come to terms with the fact that I was cheated out of victory in the uh, the Christmas special podcast with Japes. Um, but therapy <laughs> yeah. sessions are booked, I'm sure I'll be okay. Not that you care. <laughs> don't, don't care at all. Um, <laughs> but actually, one of, the, one of the things that we expected was to get plenty of emails saying that I'd done the the counting up of the voting wrong but I actually think I did it correctly so uh yeah but well yeah we, we probably didn't go into this in too much depth but you did ask <laughs> yeah, James a question where he could it. get potentially three points and I never got that question but that's true I mean what did you think Dan uh, did you li- you listen to the quiz right yeah of course mm-hmm. I did I think I've listened to every yeah, yeah. pod ever so no uh, yeah completely fair Steve you just you know hard luck better luck next year <laughs> let it go so let's actually get into the team of the year the boosts Dan are Massive. And I think the hype has been clear as a result of that, right? Yeah, well, they're the biggest boosts I think we've seen. Three ninety nine rated cards from just the just from Ronaldo, Messi and Modric is insane. Um and then the boost of Modric. Uh I was looking to pick him up personally and these boosts he puts him up in their all ninety squad. Him and Nine Glum mm. from last year, was it, were the only ones who'd have all ninety yeah, on yeah. card stats have just made him like insane. And on PS four he's about four point five mil at the moment, so yeah, I, I mean, you know, if you look at Kante, and even he has had some astonishing boosts. You're talking plus 22 on quite a few stats. He's got 87 finishing. Dan, being familiar with Twitter, I'm sure you'll know I am French, who uh, played Kante as a striker, I think. Most of, I think Team Year Kante as a striker most of last year or something, and had a ridiculous goals to game record. These, these are the kind of players where, you know, you probably could play them anyway. You could probably play them off chemistry and they'd still be super super effective i mean dan i guess you know with your trading probably have a bit of a cash spare do you like think you might try and buy one of them or, or are you interested in any in, in particular um yeah i'm i maybe 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 depending on how pack look goes i'd like to try and get modric uh if not i know uh, i'm looking at a player that you're interested in and that's team of the year marcelo mm. um i could yeah. link him i with... don't want to give any spoilers as to why i'm looking at oh yeah, well we'll find out later later. uh yeah. possibly link him with uh, Fabinho and and uh, Icon Sol Campbell and put him at left back but apart from that oh, but, I think yeah. some of these players might be a bit out of my reach and Steve what about you are you thinking the same um, I'm regretting massively the fact that I did the flashback storage and flashback pato SBCs at this <laughs> you point you have had a pod where you haven't mentioned that um, well no, the, the regret just increases over time so it's just mm. it's, it's deepening all the time and yeah I'm, I'm skint I couldn't afford one if I wanted one um, for love no money at the moment yeah yeah I mean the other thing is that we've also had some extra content I suppose on top of the team of the year itself we've got a 12 man which was voted for by uh, I guess a player pick which is quite a nice little way of doing things. Obviously, there was a one-game loan, I think, you got of the player, which is just a base item. The idea, I guess, was to just be a voting system, not an opportunity to try out the card. But I think it's quite a nice little addition, directly being able to vote for a player, rather than the sort of slightly more convoluted system they use for the rest of the team. That said, though, you know, in terms of the actual players that have been chosen, I think that it's quite a fair selection. And actually, if you look back to when it was picked by voting by players, and, you know, it was, it was connected to the the award ceremony rather than obviously community voted i think that was a lot less justifiable maybe like the players were not actually as deserving as they are with this team which is quite good that the community has managed to pick that as as a result 
but yeah. I think that of those choices, some are probably much more deserving than others. I mean, I don't imagine he'll lose much sleep over it, but I think Mohamed Salah could be rightly aggrieved not to make the uh, yeah. team of the year. I don't know. You can maybe make the argument that we should be in some way trying to get players who deserve it, the team of the year spots. But actually, I mean, I'm just happy to be cynical and just vote for players who I want to see get the card. And actually, it's the same whenever I'm looking at the player of the month voting, um, for example. I I think for the average sort of mere mortals who can't really afford the the amount of coins that they're going to be sold for, it's it's probably a good idea to just pick the player that you'd least like to score a hat-trick against. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's a good way of looking at it. The other thing to discuss, I suppose, around team of the year is, yes, we've got this 12th man. We've also, I think I'm right, Dan, thinking, I know you're a serial completer of uh, little SBCs, quite a few little daily SBCs for packs. Yeah, so we're getting Um, two challenge SBCs today, then we've got all the league upgrade SBCs, and I think we'll be getting 82 and 81 plus upgrade SBCs in the next coming days. So that'll create loads of content for everyone and it all drain the market of coins and one of the big i guess criticisms of team of the year in the past is it's very much for you know your minority of players who have a lot of coins but this year it feels like they've done a lot to improve that i suppose there's the daily SBCs, there's the team of the year nominee we've got loads of stuff which i guess is relevant to the broader foot community not just a small percentage yeah so the as everyone's seen, the pack odds, even on Ultimate Pack, is less than zero, less than one percent, and that's probably about and the it's percentage. Probably like not point no 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 one, and it? that's the percentage of the community which are realistically going to get to play with one of these players in their squad. So yeah. the SVCs and even like the voting for the twelfth man makes the whole community feel kind of a part and gives everyone the illusion they could pack a team of the year, even though the even though the odds are tiny at best. But as I did last year, I didn't do that many last year. And I still, I got David De Gea. It's, you know, just if you looked in on that day, then do your knee yep. slide. Yeah. <laughs> just wet a kneecap. Is this, I'd, I'd love to have heard the conversation with your missus when you was trying to explain the carpet burns, Dan. Did, did she fall for the idea that you did do a knee slide after packing De Gea? Or, or did well, she think no, she kind, of, uh, she kind of just looked at me and thought I was an idiot and just kind of walked out. And, <laughs> and then we never talked about it again. <laughs> Fantastic. I want to just, yeah, we, we mentioned it briefly, but we had this question in from David, a similar question actually that, that you and had asked as well via email. This is footweekly at mail.com. Do send your questions in. We will get to them eventually. And so David said he decided to change the camera and he swapped to three at the back in game as well, um, which is something that I'd suggested back in my chat about getting Elite Three. Um, and he said he's, he's really grateful for that. He's been using Jordi Alba and Lucas Hernandez, as I was suggesting. And he's increased his skill points by about 200 very, very quickly. And he was saying he'd like to hear what stats he thought were important but also ideas we had for playing players slightly out of position whether there are any players that you know you guys are playing significantly out of position that has worked well Steve first of all the obvious position switch is to play a left-footed player at right attacking midfielder and a right-footed player at left attacking midfielder Uh, not massively out of position but obviously that's designed to to help you with the finesse shots so that you can get the angle to shoot across the goalkeeper. I watched a coaching video the other day where um, the person, the client, had rode to the final Alonso playing at CDM. 
I think you've got to be careful with that sort of thing. If you are going to play a player out of position, do check the work rates first for sure. And Dan, um, what about you? Have, you? have you experimented with that at all? I'm a bit of a... Well, I've avid listen to the pod, so I've picked up on the playing fullbacks into centre mid or CDM as well. Mm. But uh, I use second in form Lala uh, as a super sub in centre mid to see out the games because he's just all, mm. so well-rounded. Your wingers at striker are always a bit sweaty, so if you want to put Lozano up there, you can. Uh, but I also, mm-hmm. as I'm trying to see out a game, I'll bring on like a defensive right wing or something uh, and play him at striker. So someone I, I like to bring on Valencia and play him at striker towards the end of games, just to <laughs> just to press players and force them into mistakes. I guess that kind of goes wrong though if they they score or something. <laughs> <laughs> Extra time and I'm stuck. Try, but, yeah. Trying to bury one with Valencia. Yeah. One of the reasons why this is especially relevant is because I've been looking at playing team of the year Marcelo in Cam. And one of the interesting things about this is a lot of people are looking at the you know more expensive players in the team. But Marcelo actually has more in-game stats than the 93 Prime Hullet, who is perhaps considered one of the best cams in the game and has a seriously high valuation at sort of five, six mil odd. And the great thing about Marcelo is in almost all stats, he's between 90 and 99. He's got that five-star skills, four-star weak foot. He's got high attacking, low defensive, and his stats apart from shooting are perfect for a camp position almost maxed out in the right stats the only thing is putting marksman on him is it going to make enough of a difference make him good enough at shooting i guess i'll report back in a future podcast and the really big thing i guess is going to be who to switch from midfield into left back or at least that's how it's going to have to be in my team have either of you got any ideas i think the idea is insane to begin with i want nothing to do with it ben No, I'm I'm backing the idea, but I, no. in, in theory, I think it's a good idea. Obviously, he's got five star skills as well, which is nice. But mm. how it plays out in games and in foot champs is a, is a completely different topic. Marcelo, it can fine. I don't have a problem with that. I actually um, I had a conversation um, relating to this almost not that long ago with Tim Vickery, um, the BBC South American football correspondent, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he argued very well. Um, as he does tend to, that Marcelo would get pretty much into any Premier League team playing as a left midfielder or as a left winger. So, mm. you know, his, his stats, his team of the year card will reflect his versatility as a player. But I think that you're really, you're digging yourself into a hole by trying to find a midfielder to go and play in the left back slot. That's where I take issue with it. I mean, there are some players who could definitely do it. Like Goretzka looks quite good there. Um, there's a couple of others. But yeah, I think you're right in that. Marcelo would also be... look pretty good there, in fairness. I'm being honest. Like, I, I think having used both, I think Jordi Alba is better sort of for the regular card. Um, and with the price difference as well, I would just stick to Jordi Alba. But obviously, I'm not going to buy a team of the year for whatever he's going to cost and then just play him at left back when he's going to be my most valuable player. So I kind of need to think a bit smart about it and I think the reason why I'm thinking about Marcelo in this way is because I know that although I have a lot of coins I'm not going to be able to get Mbappe or Ronaldo or whatever and I would quite like to try a team of the year so I see this as sort of a a value way of trying a team of the year in a position where they're actually going to be effective for me Um, and as I say I just need to work out what player is going to play at I guess it could be left back or right back because I could swap my right back over. I think in fairness Ben I mean I I don't want to be completely negative about this just to look on the plus side um at least when it does fail, you'll be able to sell them and get some, most of your coins back, I guess. 
yeah I mean there is a certain left footed player who that hasn't been the case for for you so um. <laughs> I should add actually talking about playing players out of position Sturridge yeah. who you're referring to there I've been playing him in my sort of experimental squad out to right midfield and mm. he's pretty safe there he's not going to cause any damage to your stadium with his right foot or anything out there he's just going to cut inside <laughs> and and hit the finesses with his left shot and the left left foot and they are pretty filthy so if anybody else mm. was stupid enough to do the SBC as I was um, stick him out at right attacking midfielder and you probably won't feel like you've completely wasted all your coins mm. fair enough Dan we've got you here I know that you're a committed trader and you might have a few ideas on where you think the market might be headed over the next few weeks. I mean, are we expecting a sort of rocket launch again after the promo or towards the end of it as people buy back teams, work out what they, players they want to use and sort of commit, I suppose? Um, a lot of the different cards will rise at different like, times. A lot of the special cards have already started to rise because there was the sell-off before at the end of the weekend league and before Team of the Year. So a lot of people sold off, but then again, all the traders were telling everyone to pick up your, you know, your meta cards like your Lala's, your Mares, like Informs, and they rose back up again before Team of the Year. And then obviously all your standard meta golds will have already, will, well, have started to rise again. Um, so players like Pogba, regular Mbappe, obviously these will be out of packs as well, so they won't get a massive supply onto the market. Uh, and then people like Fabinho. Uh, Aguero they'll start to rise after the team of the year uh, in terms of like the general market unless they're going to get cards are going to get sucked off the market for SBCs and league SBCs you can see a lot of standard you know rare goals the ones that aren't in weekend league squads they'll just kind of settle around their usual discard price um, but with the amount of SBCs we're seeing at the moment in terms of untradeable ones and the, and the, and the challenge ones as well uh, a lot of cards have got value at the moment which is obviously EA's, you know, idea to, for you to buy packs. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's actually quite interesting the way that it panned out because it turned out there was quite a big dip towards the end of the week before Team of the Year, like before the weekend league almost. I don't know whether you noticed this, but there wasn't it's everyone the rise in the, that you'd expect. It's everyone yeah. in the community wising up really. Like two or three years ago, it was like hd's market crash videos and they'd just make the market plummet and now everyone's trying to be slightly cleverer each year and the, the smarter you get the earlier the crash happens and it's not mm. a it's not like a big crash it's just like a steady uh, like decline and then mm. it won't be a, a mass rise as well it'll just be a, a gradual rise as everyone buys back their teams yeah yeah i totally agree and so in terms of people buying their teams they probably just want to have pretty much bought by the time they end up listening to this pod to be honest but you're saying you don't see the sort of massive you don't think it'll be a sort of a massive jump but i was wondering about certain items which are going to be kind of the flavor of the month going forward if you like um we're heading not that close but we're heading towards uh, i guess the new ucl champions league upgrades there is a little bit of small print which not so many people might have seen if you look at the write-up actually the faqs for road to the final on the ea website it says the uefa champions league upgrades are advancing to the knockout stage we've had that obviously but then it's this one that intrigues me winning in the first leg of the round of 16 and then the following one is advancing to the quarterfinal so uh dan can you shed some light on what this might mean so if the player say if we're just going to use an example here say if in the liverpool bar munich game 
if Liverpool win the first game, Van Dijk will go up to an 88. And then in the second leg, if they lose, I'd imagine he'll stay at the 88. But then James Rodriguez, for example, would go up to a 92 because he'll have qualified for the quarterfinals. So that James could go from like being down 100k to being up to 300k if if there's a like a switch in the result which could be if you can gamble on a team turning it around in the second leg you could make some serious coins but then again you could lose some because the player won't get turned into a Europa League uh, road to the final card and then he that's it he will drop because everyone will panic sell so it is a big risk it's it's do you fancy yourself or do you fancy the team it's a little bit wacky as well, isn't it? Because you get you get an up you get an upgrade if your if your players win the first leg, right? So let's say Liverpool lose the first leg, they get hammered five nil, right? Mm-hmm. So the Liverpool players don't get an upgrade. Then they win the second leg three nil. So the, yep. the Real Madrid players get their upgrade for winning the first leg and for going and through. for going through, and the Liverpool players get nothing because they've happened yeah. to win the second leg rather than the first leg. Yeah, you're right, Steve. That I, I feel like that is a strange way that this is going to work. But there's some ways you can probably take advantage of this because if you look at some of the unfancy teams who have a home fixture to start with, someone like Ajax against Real Madrid, they're at home. They actually have a chance of Tagliafico getting an upgrade. Uh, Schalke City. Neither of those teams will probably go through, but there's a good chance actually that they win their first leg and you know the Farman or or Tagliafico actually will get an upgrade and people probably won't be expecting this. So I do think that that is something that people could have a little look at and see whether whether it makes sense to, to invest in, in those kind of first leg upgrades, I guess. I think this is all inspired from the Barcelona-PSG game, really, because mm. that was such a shift in a result that mm. this is probably in their thinking that it just adds a, that extra element to the competition and to the card. I think personally Tagliafico would be quite a good shout because Ajax are going really well at the minute and Real are struggling a bit. I mean, Madrid have got the Champions League pedigree and they'll probably turn it around, but I think it's quite feasible that they could they could lose the first leg and Ajax Tagliafico could get the upgrade. Just looking at his price now as well on PlayStation, he's at his pretty much lowest he's ever been. No, uh, no, you know, actually we're saying he's at his lowest and that's exactly kind of why we're talking about it now isn't it because this is the time when people aren't focused on this promotion this UCL promotion which is probably going to prove to be one of the most I guess investable promotions come knockout stages um this is the time to kind of get in on it I reckon because prices are at their lowest so it's, it's a it's a good thing to discuss now even though it feels like a uh, not what people are expecting to hear on a TV podcast but it's interesting stuff so uh, good to get that discussed on that in little investment tip, I think we're ready to end the first half of the podcast. So join us in just a second. We'll be talking about how to craft icons, Steve's insomnia, and how to score free kicks. See you in just a second. My name is Mike LaBelle, and you're listening to the Foot Weekly Podcast. Over Christmas, we were giving away some art of football prints. And well, the winners have been randomly selected. They are Matt Bowen and Jake Taylor. Congrats to you both. I'll be getting in touch. Just to let you know, if you did miss out on those, then Art of Football have decided, because there was so much interest from you listeners, to extend their 15% off code, which was FootPod. So just use FootPod on their site, which you'll find just by googling Art of Football to take advantage of that. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. 
With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. So, welcome back after the break. Dan, did you enjoy your first foot weekly break in quite some time? It's I can safely say it's the best break I've had today. Is it? Is it the first you've had? Yes. <laughs> but what did... <laughs> We, we, you know, we don't like to say too much about what goes on in the foot weekly break, but uh, I'm definitely going to say this time because Dan was showering us with praise. What were you saying that your your weekend league performance has benefited from the pod directly? So you know, no better break than hearing that. Yeah, I've gone from goal three to goal one to nearly elite uh, just in this FIFA alone, just with a few basic tips like even maximising your substitutes, uh, keeping the ball after you can, after you either concede or you score a goal, just to kind of set the set the like the possession uh and stop the kickoff goals really and just playing karma when i can and, mm. and taking yeah. breaks steve gave me a bit of stick for being very cynical for playing it around the back but uh, definitely a few people have got in contact saying that was a good little um thing and I, it's certainly something that i didn't do pr- prior to this year so i think I would always be the kind of person that was tempted to sort of rush back in and and go straight for the opposition i think more often than not that actually means you lose the ball i suppose but yeah we know recently We've had quite a lot of packs you can obtain through SBCs, the premium Premier League players packs uh, and the like. What is, Steve, icon crafting? It's, it's basically the idea that you're taking the initially the, the non-rare gold cards in your club and trying to upgrade them to rare cards um, by doing the gold upgrade, the repeatable gold upgrade in the SBCs, and trying to put together as many rare golds as you can to submit into the repeatable league SBCs. So you're effectively turning trash cards into hopefully higher rated cards that you can submit into SBCs further down the line. Sounds good. And Dan, is this something you've tried as well? Um, I haven't tried it directly, but I can see the, the theory in it and I'll be doing it uh, when I next stream all my um, patch trying to get the team of the year. But to give credit where it's credit's due, it was Foot Spy who who came up with the concept really on Twitter and it's kind of the new rage now on Twitter. Everyone's trying it, but mm. I, I did tweet him about it and he said it could work that instead of, it won't work with the La Liga and the BPL yet. Instead of turning all your, your, your non-rare golds back into the upgrade SBC, it might be worth if you're doing the Serie A or Liga, uh, Liga and, um, SBC to put it into the league SBC if you haven't already done it. Because mm. if you do 20 or 30 upgrade packs from there, you'll pretty much have the base of most of the teams, most of the goal teams anyway. And if you haven't already done them, you could do, like, say, the PSG or the Lyon or AC Milan or Inter Milan SBC for a lot cheaper and get a very good pack reward. Mm, that's really true. And so, Dan, do you think that if you're spending coins on the players, does it actually make sense? I don't know whether it makes sense to go buy the rare, uh, the rare golds off the market. But mm. if you've got your untradeable uh, rivals rewards and you plan on doing loads of these SPCs anyway, then you might as well maximise and recycle the players you're getting. Mm. And you're only going to end up discarding the duplicates anyway. So you might... It, it's trying to maximise your your ability to get better players really in the long term. And then if you want to submit them mm. into the Icon SPC, you can. Or if you want to use the high-rated cards, because if you're getting someone like, I don't know, like a Lloris or a Casemiro, they might actually fit into your squad. And there's yeah, always the chance you could get just like an 85 Van Dyke because you can. The gold upgrades are 
they're actually quite good for getting surprisingly high rated players and I was actually going to say Steve you had some success didn't you with premium upgrades yeah I did a few La Liga upgrades through the uh, the icon crafting method I got Tony Kroos um, I got another 90 rated who was that my mind's gone blank Diego Godin um, Keelan Abbas Benzema and a stack of 83s so it, it is useful and I think also it bears mentioning that even if you're not interested in this idea of icon crafting, uh, now is a really good time to be paying attention to your your non-rare golds, you know, your, your 75s and what have you, that ordinarily their only value would be at discard. But because this icon crafting thing has taken off, uh, every single non-rare gold in your club will now sell if you just take a second to list it on auction. And you can you can quickly generate a good few thousand coins from doing that. I mean, it's crazy. I think last year, I think it was around this time, you know, your standard rare gold player was selling for over a thousand coins, any rare gold player. And that meant that I think I sold off about 200 players from my club and that's 200k. It's good good money. I mean, it's a a simple move, but sometimes you think, well, what am I actually going to get out of submitting these players into SBCs when I can just um, cash in like that and spend the money elsewhere it's a it's a good little thing to to be getting up to right now i think um but yeah i, I mentioned before the break about steve's insomnia which i'm actually not quite sure how this ties to what i was about to say so we'll leave that story about your insomnia for another time steve but what we do good good what we do have <laughs> is interesting kind of dilemma that you were facing should you do a particular prime sbc and uh, ah. remind us about that yeah yeah, I was looking at doing Prime Rivaldo, that SBC. Um, yeah. Primarily because I currently have Mbappe as my right midfielder, and he's obviously right-footed. So in order to get the uh, the most out of the finesse shots, I switch him over to the left wing so that he cuts in on his right foot. I need a left-footed left winger to play as the right attacking midfielder. And Rivaldo fits the bill. I'm currently using UCL Douglas Costa, who's very nice. But yeah, I was severely tempted by Rivaldo to get that that left footer, right attacking mid. So what I was thinking around this when you were suggesting possibly doing that SBC was Corey on Twitter. So that's um, the head of community at EA suggesting that a patch was being worked on and reading between the lines. And especially because of the amount of complaints we've seen from pros from all quarters basically about timed finesse shots and kind of finesse shots in general because I think EA have obviously tried to patch shooting specifically finesse shots time finesse in some way already but it clearly hasn't had the effect that they wanted it to have and you know we're heading into the time where there aren't going to be endless patches so I can see them doing something fairly significant to make sure that we don't see the pro scene especially dominated by finesse shots for the rest of the season, which is what it will be if it continues as it is. So what I was kind of saying to you is, and I'd say this to everyone as well, I know it's tempting because there are lots of big icon SBCs, but these are going to be out for another month. Don't just go and complete someone based on the fact that the finesse shot meta is totally suited to their game. So like Rivaldo. Actually, like Stoichkov as well, right? Yeah, sure, fits the mould entirely. Basically, what I'm saying is don't go and complete an SBC that's going to take up a significant amount of your coins or untradables and is really going to rely on the current meta to actually perform and do well. Moving on, though, a player that's 
really performed and done well for me has been, as I said multiple times on the podcast, SBC to Pi, great combination of, you know, strength, balance, dribbling, five star skills, etc, etc. And I was hyping up to Steve. I said, Steve, watch some of my gameplay, um, see how good he is. What did hmm. you make of that gameplay? I thought it was very interesting. I mean, you did give him the big build up. I said that I'd considered buying his his inform card and basically in an effort to convince me that it was all worthwhile um after i'd said to you that i was a bit worried about his finishing stats mm. he said well you know look I'll, I'll stream a couple of games of weekend league come and have a look and uh you'll see for yourself how, how good his finishing is don't worry about it and then proceeded to miss a ton of sitters yeah that's yeah. exactly right um but his all-round player wasn't that bad was it? i mean he's a good player he's he's everything that you would want a midfielder to be yeah you just can't finish or, or rather, he, he was incapable of finishing in your hands at that time. Yeah, yeah. We well, say. I mean, human error has got to be a part of that, right? And actually, I know my defending isn't great, but there were a few moments where I really felt I was uh, harshly done by, as Jermaine Genus would say. Yeah, there was one where you conceded against a finesse, I think, where you just didn't, you weren't defending with your CDMs, Ben, and, and getting in there to close down the shot. Your defending wasn't actually that bad, though, to... Uh, to strike a slightly more positive note, your, your defending was nowhere near as bad as I was expecting. Great, and that'll be all that's left in of this particular part. <laughs> <laughs> but actually why I brought up Depay was because one thing he does offer, which is making me really reluctant to remove him from the team, is uh, his free kick ability. And it's funny because a lot of people get in contact asking how to score free kicks. It's, it's something that um, is tricky as a master but Dan you're actually somebody who does score free kicks yourself and it's quite rare in fact I'm always amazed how many players even very good ones don't I guess give themselves the ability to you know at least have a chance of burying a free kick I feel a lot of the time people are working on like set piece routines trying to play the lay it off for other players but I literally just went on to oh, I pretty much learned it in games actually I just set the ball slightly outside of the post ever so slightly outside, say, with Alonso using his left foot. And then mm. I put about, it's about a bar and a half or two bars worth of power. And then as soon as I hit it, I just use my, my right and log stick just to guide it inside slightly. And it's pretty it's pretty good. I'll, I'll score probably one every three, maybe. And mm. if it's too close, I'll always try one over the top. And then if I see the, the, the opponents using his wall, he's jumping with his wall, then I'll try and hit one hard, hard and low underneath. And a lot of players, especially in uh, champs, when you come up against some poorer players, they really are not expecting mm. that. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's interesting, actually, the way you're talking about that, because the technique you're using is really similar to what I'm doing. Uh, I was explaining to Steve and I'm... And, um, the coach was becoming the coached actually earlier and we were we were going through the set um the set piece yeah the skill games yeah skill games yeah and, and actually if you go on to set pieces you go on to i think it's gold skill game you get a no keeper but that's fine you don't really need to you just want to hit the corners and it's a dummy wall isn't it it's not a, a human wall but that's fine again because what you're trying to do is just as you say if you're taking it with a right footer and the position of the free kick is on the right side of the pitch what you're doing is you're just aiming just to the right of the post just sort of outside the post and and i think a lot a mistake people make is they move the aim a lot more than you need to you maybe need to just do a touch don't you so a little tap to to move it slightly wider than the goal and then on your analog stick very simple just going for maybe i don't know what you do dan but maybe 12 o'clock or 11 o'clock on the analog stick quite actually quite up 
Yeah, because then that will give the ball. Is it meant to be top spin? So it'll bring it down yeah. just underneath the uh, underneath the bar. Exactly, and and that's how you can get the power to beat the keeper. And you're only going for maybe two bars of power, even less, perhaps. It's pretty effective. I mean, we tried it with Neymar, didn't we? When when we were mm. looking at it, and once you get the knack of it, they go in. Um, but we did actually find that Neymar isn't quite as good at them as um, as Depay. Yeah, which brings me back to my point. That's the thing about Depay. I've been using Engine on him because he's playing out wide. I was mainly doing it for the pace and agility boost, but it does mean he gets 99 free kick accuracy, 92 curve and 90 shot power. And I certainly think the curve and free kick accuracy in particular is really important for him. Um, you know, you're looking at someone like Alonso has maybe a lot more power than curve and you need that high curve ratio to get the ones in from a closer distance. I would personally say that all you're going to need is maybe, I don't know, 50 minutes, half an hour practicing in the arena using that same technique always aiming it, I suppose, near post and into that sort of top corner of the goal if you can. Really, you should be able to uh, start scoring them in-game if you've got a decent free-kick taker. And I was sending a clip, actually, which you can see on our Twitter as well, where I bent one into the top corner, same place, basically twice in the same game, which brings the game to to 3-1. So without those two free-kicks, obviously, you wouldn't have, have got the win. So it is a real game-changer, and I'd recommend just a bit of a practice and picking think, a player as well is important. I think the point to emphasise here as well is that we are talking about hitting the shot to the near post rather than the far post because received wisdom is that you obviously open up your body and try and curl it into the far corner. So some people might be listening saying, you know, what are they on about? You know, everybody aims just outside the post and curls it in. We're not talking about the far post. We're talking about the near post and that's the difference. But if you're in a more central position, if you're a right footer, you're always aiming it to the right of the goal as you look at the goal and you're kind of preferencing going into the right side of the goal when you're taking it central but you can also do it left side of the goal as well slightly different so it will feel a little bit different when you're when you're executing it another thing that affects it is different run-ups things like that so try and get a player if you can with a similar run-up or you can adjust the run-up and with similar stats but also remember chemistry styles change free kick stats so it's really important that you look at the in-game boosts when you're applying a chem style because you know, one player might look particularly tasty with a good free kick boosting chem style and actually just isn't a very good free kick taker without because, you know, engine, for example, gives a plus 10. So it's quite significant. And it's weird, actually, just to end this section. I think I learned this and I don't know whether that's the same for you, Dan, as well. I think I learned it back in the old arena where you had quite a different like setup and you could actually position a free kick in the exact spot you wanted it to do the practice now with the way that the skill games works it moves you around a lot and it was so much easier back then because you could basically stick yourself one place and then try and execute the same action over and over and you really started to learn how the ball was curling based on your input whereas now it's a little bit harder because it's always you're always in a different spot so it's kind of hard to tell where you're actually trying to place the ball but again i think it is still one of those things that's quite intuitive once you start to learn the motion the ball's going to take and how how the kind of physics of it works you can get to grips with it and i think um you know certainly the level most of our listeners are at they're, they're going to be capable of scoring those free kicks so i kind of learned it from the old style of fifa where you used to kind of direct the ball actually on the little ball on the li- i think it was 2004 maybe so you oh, kind yeah, of learned to hit it on the thing <laughs> yeah so you kind of learned how the spin worked i've always done the same technique really just mm. from that and the last few FIFAs, I've still tried to keep doing the same technique and it just hasn't been effective. And I think just this year, 
just happens to fall into my kind of area of specialty, really. Mm -hmm. 2004, I thought I was old. Well, Dan, you're probably about 11 then. Yeah, 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 I was (laughs) 9, 10, 11, still smashing it up on the pro scene. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I suppose that was, you know, shortly before you became pro and signed for Unilad. And then went and won the uh, the FIWC World Championship. Yeah, you know, it's been a, it's yeah. a ride. And then yeah. back into tri- FIFA trading. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, incredible versatility you've shown Gorilla in what you've achieved. Uh, I'm assuming it is you are Gorilla, right? There's only just you who plays FIFA in Birmingham? Yeah, it, it literally is. There's me and I think there's one other person, but I think he's not from Birmingham. He just lives in Birmingham. So it's just yeah, the yeah. two of us. Wow. Aren't you technically a woolly back or a, a yam yam or something? A woolly back? No, 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 no. I'm from the no. nice part of Birmingham. I'm not a peak. I'm not a peaky blinder either, because that's normally the next question. You're a strange bunch. <laughs> Pop kettle black. <laughs> <laughs> right before we get into the uh, petty uh, English country disputes, we'll uh, move on to a great team of the week, which I totally wasn't expecting. We didn't expect to talk about team of the week at all, but I don't know. It's one of those team of the weeks which I just really enjoy because it's quite bad, but as a result, there's some really good players. Do you know what I mean, Dan? You're a long-term listener. I'm sure you, uh, you you know the ones I'm talking about. Oh yeah, you just you don't look at the everyone's looking for the complete meta players, but then there's also that that player just comes in in under the radar, which no one else really looks at. And you you look at his stats, whether it's a position change or quite a big pace boost, and you think actually he's quite mm. nice. And so, for example, that player was, of course, this week we we but we were pretty much all stood back and uh, was like, wow, this Eder Militao um, centre back at Portuguese side Porto of course is is really nice card I mean 83 pace he's got a plus 6 pace on a centre back um, for a start is is impressive but you know he's he's very physical got good aggression jumping 89 stamina strength the only thing he's lacking maybe a bit of reactions um, although 79 isn't bad for an 81 in form um, but his interceptions is a bit lacking at 74 but you know if you've got a sort of um, Brazilian novelty side for example Steve he could be be a good card yeah you're going to have to bang a shadow on him to, to increase those interceptions the other thing that's that's worth mentioning is that he gets the it'll be a hyperlink actually won't it? it'll be a hyperlink to something like ucl telus or ucl yeah. live telus it's a very very good left back card too and uh Adair Militao also is one of those players who has what i think is probably one of the ideal work rates for a centre-back high defensive and medium attacking um so that's pretty pretty much that box ticked as well and elsewhere, Steve, have you got any cards that you want to give a mention to? On the whole, I think it's slightly uninspiring, to be honest with you. Um, the, the marquee card, I guess, is, is Ericsson. Um, mm. Aside from that, there's not really a great deal to go at unless you are running a basically a budget team. I don't think it's a very very beefy team of the week. There's a lot of physicality in there, a lot of strength, but uh, there's not many not many players that fit the meta, unfortunately, I don't think. Mm. Anyone for you, Dan, sort of gameplay-wise, first of all? Maybe Fernandinho. Just, it's the kind of player I'd quite like to get my player pick, but mm. whether I use him is another matter. I think I think, I think you pointed out, actually, that Fabinho is probably just as good a shout, really. Yeah, it just won't be. As, Fabinho, uh, Fernandinho is just more of that kind of ball player, CDM, but obviously yeah. he's not as big and strong, so it depends no. what you're looking for. You could play him as a, maybe a centre-mid. Apart from that, maybe Lindelof, because he's slightly quick. But it's pretty slim pickings. It does actually have a strong link to Marcelo as well, so you could potentially put a shadow on him and play him at bloody left back, Ben, couldn't you? Well, I mean, you know, not not the best suggestion so far. But if anyone has one, 
you know, tweet it, me. Yeah, I think it's as good as the suggestion that you should play Marcelo at Cam. To be honest, oh, it's a great, it's a great suggestion. Um, <laughs> you'll see, Steve. You'll see. I'll, I'll stream his uh, fantastic misses <laughs> next weekend. Uh, but yeah, Artur for me is another not especially good he's probably a bit late in the game because earlier in the game he would have been more useful but he's one of the few brazilian midfielders in la liga so that's something i guess going for him and it's it's not a bad card uh the one that i wanted to mention another brazilian in la liga uh william jose who has 90 something strength um just looks like a real unit but has four star four star as well so again anyone with their novelty brazil team um is going to be fairly pleased with this and then I don't know, I was going to say, Dan, and uh, you can um, correct me if I'm wrong, but Santi Cazorla, for sort of SBC submitting purposes, looks like a really good option for investing. Is, is yeah, I think fair? so. Probably because of the position change as well, making yeah. it to a left mid. There's obviously less players, high-rated players in that position you could use for SBCs, and obviously no one's going to be using him at left mid. Uh, mm. Other SBC players you're looking at here is probably Sergio Asensio, 87 mm. goalkeeper, high-rated for those icon SBCs because they all require especially the best, the George Best one, They for all the high-rated squads, they all require either one or two in forms. Maybe uh, Sacco, because he's French, BPL, centre-back, 83, if he goes cheap enough, then he'll mm. always get used. Raul, Brazilian, you know, centre-back, 83-rated, OK links there for SBCs, especially Liga Nost, there's quite a few uh, 83-84s for there. Uh, apart from that, n- uh, no more investments really. You could maybe on Altovich might r- rise after Pax because uh, after he's out of Pax because his card to look at is quite a nice card. But as you've said, Steve, uh, gameplay wise, he's uh, not the best. Yeah, totally. So interesting one for um, Team of Week Seventeen. Obviously, these prices are going to be relatively cheap because plenty of people opening packs it's not it's not a bad team of the week to end this week's podcast on Uh, as always if you've got any questions then please do get in touch at footweeklypod or you can email footweekly at mail.com dan where can people catch up with your trading exploits so you can find me on Twitter at FootTraderX. Everything I tweet out, I tweet out memes, I tweet out trading advice. It's all free of charge. And now you can find me over at Twitch.tv at FootTraderX as well. Uh, I try and to you are tre- opening a lot of packs. I don't know whether it will be already be over by the time people are listening, but you are going to... I plan to do it you. after this is released. So it will be Saturday morning. I plan to open them. Uh, I've got, mm-hmm. I will, especially with all the upgrade SPCs, I'll have way over 100. That's including all my rewards and everything. But I try to stream all my rewards every week uh, and then try to throw like an extra stream in, like market chat and everything like that. So watch out, Nick. Uh, I'm yeah, coming yeah. for you. <laughs> Just uh, And uh, watch out, Team of the Year, David De Gea as well. Uh, I can promise I will pack a Team of the Year. And yeah. if not, if I don't, go tweet Steve and have, uh, blame him. And Steve, where can people do that tweet? People can tweet me at the foot coach. Mm. And you've also added a new form of coaching to your repertoire. What's that, Steve? Yeah, that's right. I'm rolling out live coaching. Uh, that will involve people basically being present at the time that I do the video analysis. So they can ask questions during the analysis. They can ask me to rewind or fast forward to certain parts. Or they can ask me questions that perhaps I wouldn't ordinarily address if I was just doing it on my own. And I'm also going to roll out a feature where you can actually play one-to-one games with me. And I'll specifically put the uh, the client in the situations in which they're not comfortable with so that they can work on them. Mm, sounds dangerous. 
and also uh, you'd need to it's not an S and M thing <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> for a second um, PlayStation isn't it um, that you're on PlayStation currently hoping to roll it out on Xbox soon great and thank you listeners for joining us this week it's been a pleasure to have you we hope you've had or do have a great team of the year and you might be looking at this thinking isn't this the end well we've actually got a little more action this week because you'll know that I've been saying for ages that Steve sounds like basically a less irate version of Chris Sutton former well one time England international and pundit I'm aware some of our listeners probably don't know who he is so I thought I'd put a clip in um, but I decided to go a little bit further than that Keep listening for what some are calling the best Foot Weekly bonus track in Foot Weekly history. It will be here in one moment. There are so many ups and downs to playing foot. And it's a little bit like life, really. And if you're finding things tough day to day, then please do get in touch with thecalmzone.net. They're there for men's mental health and to give you support in the toughest times. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. And first up uh, in this last half hour of the show is going to be Ben, another Manchester United fan. They've beaten Bournemouth 4-1. First of all, Ben, uh, Chris and I need to apologise to you because poor old you, you've been hanging on the phone while we played that uh, that game of Sutton Death and you probably couldn't wait for us to shut up and get on and, and, and tell us about your team under yeah, Ollie Gunnar sorry, Solskjaer. Ben. So, uh, so <laughs> sorry, Ben. Far away. You probably would have done better than Ali. I didn't want to muffle in on the bromance anyway. So. No, you're OK. Uh, I think you would have done better than me on... Oh, anyway, go on, Ben, go on. Manchester United. <laughs> yeah, I, I was more calling because there have been quite a few calls of trash quite negative towards Pogba. And mm. I felt a, bit, a little bit sorry for Pogba, really, and, and actually quite frustrated with Mourinho over the time that Mourinho's been there. Because if you think back to Ferguson's era, I can't imagine him ever digging out players like he did Rashford and Pogba. You know, it, it wasn't really the philosophy. The philosophy when a player played badly was often Ferguson would come out and, and sort of distract or he'd come up with something else to talk about. And I think that is bound to have a negative impact on a player. But also, it's not just that. I think you look at where Pogba's playing now, he's playing much further forward. Like he's, he's got a lot less defensive responsibility. And while he's a big guy, and he's obviously got you know, some defensive ability, he's not a sitting player. Like he's a, he's a, an attacking player who, yeah, he has good long-range passing. But, I mean, you know, Rooney did. We didn't play him. Well, actually, we did play him in defensive field for a bit. You know what I mean? I, want, I always wanted to see him play further forward. And I think, finally, we're starting to see that. So it's not just down to... You know, maybe a lack of confidence, which I think it partly was. It's also a tactical thing, and I think Solskjaer's done way better than Mourinho at sort of using him, if you like. Yeah, well, Ben, I think I think that's a really good point, and that's actually brought a lot of balance to the debate as well, because the calls we've had yeah. so far tonight, Chris, have been hammering Pogba for poor attitude, but Ben's making the uh, point that... And what's, what I find a bit strange, and I know Pogba's the big, you know, the big money signing, is he does seem to have been singled out um, by by the United fans, and... You know, it, it was it was the whole United team which wasn't playing for the manager. So I, you know, I mm. think that's I think that's a very fair call. 
I, you know, I said it a, a, a few moments back. He's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. He started to play well, show his true form. He's, mm. You know, he's playing, the shackles are off, there's a freedom, he's getting goals. And, and, and United fans should be embracing that, not looking back at the negativity, because that was, you know, that was, that was all Mourinho. Mm. It, it was, he was attacked unnecessarily, Pogba. Ben, the, the good feeling is clearly back again, because the goals are... Are flying in, but we've also been posing the question this evening. You know that so far United have beaten Cardiff, Huddersfield, and and Bournemouth. So, do you also think just just hold on a second and let's let's you know let's give this a couple of months and see where we're going with Solskjaer? Yeah, I mean I totally agree. You know, he's it's, it's been easy fixtures, but then also on the other hand, um, I do think you know say we've got Pep Guardiola in when we got Mourinho, and I think we'd be in a much different position. We might even be doing as well as City because I think some of our players are extremely talented, especially going forward. But if you look at the defence, you know we don't have a Van Dijk. Um, we don't have the left back and right back that many of the other top teams have in the Premier League. No one near a Carl Walker even. Um, and I think that's what you've got to look at. You know, I mean, going back to that whole defence wins titles thing, it's not completely true because City just attacked the whole time and it's, they seem to get away with having maybe a slightly worse defence um, than you'd imagine. But really... But they have improved their back line, yeah. Ben, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. But I think they killed team possession. They don't need to defend so much, you know what I mean? Um, but, you, you know, I think on the other hand, we don't have the defensive quality or experience that other teams have. So um, I don't see us, you know, competing for title next season or anything, but with, with a new manager. Why not? Why not though? If you're talking the squad up uh, as you just did, why not? squad. We could, if we brought in really, really good players who took to Manchester United in the Premier League really quickly, we could definitely do that. I'm just being realistic about who we might bring in because there are only so many Van Dykes in the world, I'd say, Mm. Only one, obviously. Um, but if there are others, then I, you know they're, they're, they're going to be hard to find. But on the other hand, if we brought in the right players and, and maybe Solskjaer really kicks on as a manager or we bring in someone who can... Should Solskjaer have, have a say, Ben, in who's coming in? Well, I mean, I don't know. I think that does depend on whether whether he's, he, you know, they, they want him to be the right man going forward. Um, as long as Woodward doesn't have the say on that, then uh, I think I think things will be a little bit better. And I, I hope they've kind of recognised now that uh, maybe just putting him in charge and, and Mourinho resisting the director of football role uh, or having a director of football was probably having quite a negative impact on the club. I think so. Hopefully, we can sort that out. You know, it's not it's not the Ferguson days where he seemed to be able to do literally every job at the club. I think he's probably doing the dinners as well. Um, you know, this is this is a, a different time when I think you need that person who's responsible for those things. Mm. Who would you like to see as the manager, Ben, at the start of next season? I mean, to be honest, it's Solskjaer as well. I'm all for backing him because when you think, yeah, he did quite well in in the Norwegian league, but people all say, of course, you know, uh, it's the Norwegian league. But actually, I think because he was leaning a top side, he probably has better experience than managers who've managed teams in the Premier League but lower down if that makes sense mm-hmm. you know the mentality around the club that wins regularly with the occasional defeat is a bit different so I don't know you know if you look at that Guardiola you don't need a, a manager necessarily who's had top level managerial experience for a long time mm-hmm. and I do think that passion kind of goes a long way although yeah maybe he has a lot to learn but we'll see over the next six months I think Really good call, yep. Ben. Thank you very much. 6.06 through until 7 o'clock tonight. We're going to be followed by uh, that Peter Crouch uh, podcast. So you've got about 15 minutes left to get your calls in. 0808 Chris and I back on New Year's Day.
At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.